I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hello, my wonderful, beautiful friends. Guys, welcome back to r slash Entitled People, where people believe the world revolves around them. And in today's episode, a Karen calls cops on OP for not allowing her to break into his garage, guys. And it only gets worse from there. I hope you enjoyed today's episode. Hit subscribe if you haven't. And as always, you can send or link your stories to this email right here. Let's dive in. So for some context, the lines were extra long at Walmart today, and they only had half the registers open. They decide to open another express lane to get the crowds moving a bit. This Karen with an overflowing cart sees this, and she seizes the opportunity and rushes to get in line. Keep in mind, this line is 20 items or less, and she has way, way more. The employee trying to wrangle the crowd tries to get her to the regular line, or self-serve. The woman huffs and puffs at him in her Karen way about how she'll do as she likes. Not wanting to deal with the fight, he lets it go while shooting a warning gaze to the express cashier about this joy of a human being. When Karen gets up to the cash, she starts literally dumping her stuff all over the belt while loudly mumbling about useless employees, how the store needs to hire more people, blah blah blah. And that's when the cashier gently but firmly tells her that she can't go through this cash with her cart full that this cash is for 20 items or less. Of course, an argument from the Karen ensues. She's saying that she's here now, so why not cash her out? She also says that the cashier has to check her out, or she could lose her stupid little job, etc, etc. She went on for about 10 long minutes, while the line is building up behind her. The cashier is as cool as a cucumber throughout, and she doesn't budge. She says that Karen could not go through this line with that many items, that she was welcome to join one of the other non-express lanes. Karen continues to argue, now saying in an aggressive manner that they can send the rest of the people in line behind her to another cashier, so this one could help Karen with her 100 items, saying that this will be quicker. A manager who's watching all this go down does just that. She jumps on the next open register and tells the people in line that she can assist them. Karen's looking really smug and superior at this point, thinking she's won, but she was wrong. As soon as the manager opens the other register, the manager shoots the cashier a knowing look and says, Hey, you can go on your break now. I'll take over for a bit. She then looks at Karen and says, Ma'am, please feel free to join one of the non-express lanes. Karen then yells at the manager to make the cashier check her out. The manager says, No, she's on break. Please feel free to join one of the non-express lanes. At this, Karen is absolutely outraged at this point. And she storms out of the store, leaving her cart behind, and she screams how she'll never shop here again, and that she'll have both of them fired. Now the best part is, in her rage, she forgot her purse in the cart and she had to come back for it. The manager was only one of the two on duty, and she was still helping to check out the line. The purse was at the cash. The manager made Karen wait in line to get her purse. Karen did not say a word this time. Guys, it's so funny how some people don't realize that the time they spend arguing, they could have spent waiting in the proper line. And honestly, I don't even know what to say about this. Like, Karen lost the battle that she was trying to start. Because now, she's got to spend more time at another store, picking up all the items again, and waiting in line again. But hey, what I've learned from these stories is entitled people generally lack intelligence. Alright, so my fiancé and I are getting married. 
we've decided that the wedding's going to be child-free. Now, there's no hate towards children. It's just to keep it more organized and contained. My brother Chris and his wife have a three-year-old son who everyone calls a miracle or a rainbow baby. He came after several failed pregnancies that lasted for years. When they found out that my nephew was included in the no children rule, they tried to convince me to make an exception for him. Chris told me that his son is a miracle baby, and his presence at the wedding will bring blessings for me and my fiancé. I refused and said no, the wedding is child-free. His wife then thought it was a great idea to keep sending my fiancé pictures of my nephew when he was a few months old. Like, what does that mean? I told them no and to stop. My brother told me that this might cause a rift in our relationship, and I again said no and explained that the wedding is child-free. My brother asked again and pointed out how his baby is different from everyone else's since his is a rainbow and a miracle baby. I again said no and explained that the wedding is child-free. They brought it up again when they visited at my home and I knew they weren't going to stop. So I made flashcards in advance with the phrase, the wedding is child-free, period and pulled them out and started slowly showing them the flashcards one by one in this order. The first flashcard said, The wedding, with a sticker of the bride and groom. The second flashcard said, Is child, with a sticker of a baby. The third said, Free, with a sticker of a prohibited sign. And the last card said, Period, with a huge black dot sticker. At this, they were both stunned. I asked if they got it now, and Chris lost his lid. His wife already grabbed her stuff and walked out, and Chris called me a huge a-hole for doing this, and said that I disrespected him, his wife, and their son, who's my one and only nephew. He rushed out after we argued. My fiancé saw the whole thing and thought it was funny, but my parents and Chris are livid beyond measure. They're telling everyone about the amount of disrespect and mockery I display towards them, and I'm being told to fix it now, so am I the a-hole? Yeah, OP's definitely not the a-hole in this one, guys. It's their wedding day, so their rules. Like, I don't understand why people seem to think that they should argue when rules are clearly stated. And also, I, I, I couldn't help but laugh when the parents sent pictures of their kid over and over again. Like, yeah, we know he's freaking cute and adorable, dude, but the wedding is still child-free. Either figure out options or don't go. It's as simple as that. And guys, I have a feeling this rainbow miracle baby is going to walk the world thinking that he's all that and more if the parents continue this super entitled behavior. So one of the top comments of this post says, Look OP, I'm infertile. I've wanted kids all my life and me and my hubby tried for years and it'll never happen. Trying almost killed me, so I had to choose to keep trying and die or stop. And I would have loved to help hold the flashcards for you. Hell, I would have gone full-blown interpretive dance for you if that's what it would take to get through their thick skulls that the wedding is child-free. It's your wedding, your rules, not the a-hole at all. And yes, after all the pain and struggle they went through, after all the losses they suffered, your nephew is a miracle. But so is every other child that's born. And every child can also be that annoying little crap that gets cranky and tired and bored when adults are doing boring things, like weddings. It doesn't make you an a-hole for not wanting cranky toddlers at your wedding having meltdowns. And it also doesn't make you a bad uncle to save your nephew from the meltdowns. So yeah, guys, let me know your thoughts on this. Clearly, everybody says that OP is not the a-hole in this situation. So I've been with my boyfriend, Mark, for two years now. When we got into a relationship, we discussed what we wanted, like marriage and kids. But we haven't really talked about taking the next step yet. Mark's dream is to own his own house. He's been saving up for it, but because we live in a medium to high cost of living city, it's not going as fast as he'd liked. 
Yesterday, he asked if I would consider covering rent and utilities for a whole year, while he aggressively saves for a down payment. And frankly, I'm not 100% on board, and I told him this. I asked him if he thought about marriage, and he said it might be too soon to think about marriage. But he definitely loves me and sees a future with me. I then asked him if the house would completely be his own, or if we'd buy it together. And he said it would be completely his own, because we're not married yet, and buying a house together would be stupid and risky. At that point I asked, then why not continue to split rent, and you can save up and buy a home when you're ready. I also asked him if he would pay back his share, and he said, eventually. In my mind, by covering rent and utilities, I'll be providing monetary assistance to him. And if we break up, I'd lose quite a bit of money for seemingly no reason. Now I do love him, but I don't want to assume this risk, especially because our future together is not clear. I then asked him if he'd consider moving in with his parents and I'll find a roommate, temporarily, so he could save up the money. This way, I wouldn't have to spend more than I need to, and he would achieve his goal, and we can still continue our relationship. But hearing me say that, he said I was being incredibly selfish and untrustworthy because it would be our home, just not on paper. He then accused me of not clearly seeing a future with him, and now he's not talking to me. A part of me feels like this relationship is doomed. Is there a way to salvage this? So yeah, what I'm getting from this is he's basically asking OP to indirectly pitch in for a down payment for his house, but to keep her name off of his house. Like, to me, it's such a weird thing to ask a person that you're dating to do. Hey, can you, uh, can you just cover all the rent so I can save up all my money for a down payment for my own house? Yeah, it would be a hard no from me. Like, tell the guy to move out. And I'm not saying that he doesn't truly have intentions of marrying OP, but considering the fact that he's in no rush to get married, and then trying to guilt trip OP by accusing her of not seeing a future with him by having doubts, like, does anyone else see this as red flags? In my opinion, always go with your gut feeling. If you feel something isn't right, it's probably not right. And the last thing we all want for OP is for her to let him save up a year of income to buy his own house, and then him turning around and saying, thanks for the money, darling, I never loved you. Now I have my own house. And guys, let me know what you would do in this situation. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with Plush Care. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at PlushCare.com slash weight loss. That's PlushCare.com slash weight loss. PlushCare.com slash weight loss. Everyone knows therapy is great for solving problems, but getting therapy has its own problems, too like finding the right therapist, fitting into their schedule, and of course, the cost. Well, BetterHelp can solve those problems. It's totally online and built around your schedule. It's surprisingly affordable too. Connect with a credentialed therapist by phone, video, or online chat, all from the comfort of your home. Visit betterhelp.com to learn more and save 10% on your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P. So, the Northeast had a delightful form of winter weather last night into today, resulting in a nice two-inch thick glaze of ice over everything. I set out after dinner with the goal of clearing the driveway, 
and that rapidly proved to be more trouble than it was worth. So I settled for clearing out a path for my car to turn in because I needed to get it plugged in. Doing that much nearly killed me, but I got it done. I figure that since I'm moving the car anyway, I might as well run to the store for some essentials before I plug the car in and collapse. On my way down the street, I notice my new neighbors out clearing his driveway, and I stop to ask if they need anything at the store. He says he'd very much appreciate me grabbing a gallon of milk for their baby. I ask if there's any kind of special milk he needs, and he says no, just a gallon of whole milk. I tell him no problem and proceed on my mission. Getting to the store was only dicey in a couple of spots, because two inches of ice makes everything more fun. I run in, grab what I need and the gallon of milk, and then make the trek back home. I stop in front of my neighbor's house, milk in hand, and see no neighbor. I figure he's around back or something, so I walk up their icy steps and knock on the door. Neighbor's wife answers the door, and I hand her the gallon of milk. The wife looks very puzzled, and she says, thank you. I tell her, no problem, and start to stagger back down the steps. Now, not even halfway down the four steps to their front door, I hear the woman scream, are you kidding me? Are you trying to poison my baby? Hearing her say that, I experienced a curious blend of puzzlement and alarm, and I turn around to look back at the woman, who's now thrusting the milk back out at me with a furious expression on her face. I only see milk, I don't see poison. She then screams at me how dare I bring milk that's not organic, and clarifies that it likely contains all these horrible pesticides and growth hormones, and that I need to take it back right now. At that I say to her, oh, my bad. I then grab the milk from the woman and get back into my car and finish the drive home. If it entailed more efforts or costed me more than three bucks, I would have gotten angry, but it's not worth getting mad over people's issues, so I mostly shrugged it off. I divested myself of all the snow gear, took a shower, and then demolished a bowl of cereal in front of my TV. All of a sudden, I could hear a rather timid series of door knocks. I managed to get between my dogs and the door, and opened it to see a sheepish-looking lady neighbor, literal hat in hand. Her husband is standing on my walkway with a baby in his arms, with a ferocious thundercloud riding his brow. The Karen starts to explain that she thought I was a grocery delivery service, that she didn't recognize me in the hat with the red face, and that she's very sorry, and that they very much need the milk, and here's five dollars for my trouble. I tell her she can keep her money, and that she's welcome to the milk, but I did have a little bit of it with my cereal, and I'll go grab it right now. I grab the gallon of milk, and on my way back up the stairs, the bad idea fairy wraps me firmly on the head with his wand, and I pause to grab a sharpie. I then cross out the milk portion of the 100% milk label, and then I write poison underneath. I then open the door and hand over the now correctly labeled container to the wife, and wish them a safe trip home. She sees my corrected label, and she turns beet red. She then turns and walks down the stairs, and I can see the husband read the label, connects some mental dots, and then the guy starts laughing before the door shuts. And I go back to whimpering in front of my TV. Guys, I love that the husband has such a good sense of humor. And the guy also has a good head on his shoulders, because he got his wife to apologize to OP. Like, some people totally forget that employees anywhere are people too, and they have feelings too. Like, the fact that the woman only apologized to OP after realizing that he wasn't an employee really makes me sad, because clearly she feels it's okay to do this to employees. So this didn't happen to me, but it happened to a good friend of mine. He had come into some money, so after setting aside a college fund for his kids, he decided to buy himself a new toy, in the form of a new Tesla SUV. Now even though there's charging stations popping up everywhere, he decided to install a charging station in his garage, so he wouldn't have to be going all over the place. He got the station installed, got his car, and life went on. Enter one of those neighbors who we'll call, oh, I don't know, Karen. Karen and her hubby had an older model Tesla. 
and like most people, they use the public chargers for their cars. One day, my friend comes home to find Karen angrily trying to open his garage door. When my friend asked her what the heck she was doing, she told him that she needed to use the public charging station for her car, and that he was illegally blocking her access by keeping his garage door closed and locked. So of course my friend tries telling her that the charger was his personal one, but she angrily rebuked him by saying that all Tesla chargers were public property, and that he was breaking the law by blocking his with his garage door. He then politely to tell her to F off, put his car inside the garage, and closed the door. A little while later, there was a knock on the door, and he opens it up to find a cop with a smug-looking Karen behind him. The cop explained that he was responding to a blocking access of public property complaint. It did take him a second, but then he took the cop, who seemed embarrassed to be there, to his garage, and showed him his car and the charger, and then showed him the invoice for the charging station that he paid for. The cop then nodded, went outside, and had a conversation with Karen, who was screeching something unintelligible. Now you'd think that was the end of the story, right? No. So one day, my friend comes home to find his garage door half-bashed in, to the point that he can't even open the damn thing. He then does what any normal person would. He looked at the security feed from his cameras, and there, in high definition, was Karen psychotically hammering at his garage door with a small sledgehammer. My friend calls the cops and she's hauled out of her home and she's facing charges of attempted break and enter and damaging private property. Oh, and my friend is suing her for damages to his home just to plug in her damn car. Yeah, so some people are just too effing crazy guys. And the funny thing is, getting a charging station installed in her home is probably going to be a lot less expensive than going to court and fighting this. Do you guys remember what I said earlier about entitled people lacking intelligence? Case in points, my friends. Alright, so this happened to me yesterday, and I just needed to share it somewhere. I was traveling on a train yesterday afternoon, back from seeing some friends. I was basically traveling 9 hours, going over 450 miles north, so a long time. I reserved a seat for the journey, with the seat next to me switching from being reserved for some of the journey for an hour or two, and then being vacant. At around hour 6 of my journey, the train was becoming very busy, with families going home from day trips out. The next stop, the person sitting next to me departs, and a woman then gets on with her daughter, who looked my age. They were both looking around for a seat. The older woman, the Karen, saw the space next to me, and she made a beeline for it, while the other woman is in tow. The conversation that followed is this. So the woman walks up to me and says, Hi, I think you're in my daughter's seat. To which I say, Oh, really? I'm pretty sure this is the seat that I reserved. Doesn't it say so on the display? I do want to note that the train I was on had an automatic display, saying whether or not the seat was reserved, and my seat said it was reserved from my departure station to my arrival, while the seat next to me said it became reserved at a station about an hour away. The Karen says, no, no, the screen's off. These are seats for me and my daughter, now please move. At this, I get out of my seat to look at the screen, which still said it was reserved, and then quickly sat back down and said, nope, it still says it's my seat. The seat next to me seems free for a while if you do want to sit down though, if one of you wants to sit down. The woman then screams at me and says, Why can't you just move? We need these seats more. You should be a gentleman and just give us your seats. I tell her, I'm sorry, but I'm really not gonna move. The Karen then raises her voice even more to attract the attention of others and says, I can't believe you won't have the dignity to let a woman sit next to my child. She can't just go sit on her own. I then look to the daughter and ask, uh, how old are you? The girl replies, 23, looking really embarrassed. 
And I say, seriously, I won't move from my reserved seat. Your child is 23 years old and doesn't need to sit with you. The woman then screams, that's it. We're going to go find staff and we will take your seats. We will be back. I will not be spoken to like this by a child. And with that, they both left the carriage, and I didn't hear anything from any member of staff or anyone else. Though a lovely little lady who was sitting across from me said that she probably would have sworn like a sailor at the woman if they'd spoken to her like that. So the icing on the cake was when the train stopped around half an hour later. I saw them both getting off and walking up the platform looking mad. I think they got kicked off. It took everything not to give them a little wave as they walked past. Yeah, likely kicked off for harassing other people on the train, guys. And I can't believe that some people's game plan, guys. Not planning ahead and reserving seats, and to just try to bully others out of theirs. And oh man, I bet her daughter wanted to die of embarrassment that day. Like, how many people did that Karen harass before they were kicked off? So a few months ago, towards the end of the season in this area, I went camping with my friends, a group of three women. The spot we chose was on a cliff with a great view of a canyon and the creek at the bottom. The area allows dispersed camping, and there's very few spots with that view, and it's first come first served. When we arrived, only one spot was left, but with the view hidden behind the trees, only a few feet away. The view could be accessed by walking straight through our camp. I think there's other spots you can hike to without going through a campsite. On our first night there, a couple, two men, walked into our camp, saying that they wanted to see the view. Now I wasn't super comfortable with this because you can't trust a stranger in a forest and they were in our space. But they were only there for a few minutes and they left. The next day, however, we went to go watch the sunset on a cliff and we had all of our stuff lying around camp when we start hearing cars, dogs, voices, and screaming kids. Two cars then pulled up to our camp and they walked right in, making themselves comfortable. We ran back to see our space was completely invaded. Kids were under our tarps and running around the tent poles, people were sitting around our fire, etc. We had a small puppy with us that was terrified of the new dog, but these people did not care. A woman then explained that they live nearby and they love coming to see the view and this is their favorite spot. Now I was in absolute shock at the disrespect. Everyone's allowed to enjoy nature, and it's a public spot, but you have to respect if someone's there first. At least have the decency to ask. So as they were leaving, well after sunset, the same woman said that they would be coming back later that night to see the stars. My friends and I were so angry, and I was still in shock. So as they were loading their car, I ran up to them, and I said the first thing that came to mind. I asked one of the men, Hey, when you come back later, are you planning on bringing your kids? To which the man says, I'm not sure, why's that? I then say to him, well, the thing is, we're out here to do pretty heavy drugs, and we're starting in a few minutes, actually, and things might get pretty wild, and I wouldn't want to expose your children to that. Now, you as adults might be able to handle it, but I don't know what's going to happen. Now, what the guy didn't know is that I lied. I don't do any drugs, and I only drink occasionally. At that, the man says, good to know. And he never came back, thank God, and hopefully they learned a lesson about respecting people's space. Yeah, I'm actually surprised no ranger was called to the campsite, guys, over drugs, because we've all seen those posts where cops are called for the most unnecessary things. And I think it was good that Opie said something that drastic, or the family might have come back later that night. And that brings us to another end of our slash entitled people. Guys, I hope you enjoyed today's stories. If you did, hit that thumbs up, and if you're not subscribed, consider subscribing so you don't miss these crazy, crazy stories. And if you missed the last episode on the channel, I'll link it right here. It's a really long one. OP basically moves next door to a nightmare neighbor. And things only get worse from there. Guys, go check it out if you haven't. And myself and Stevie Boy will see you guys in the next one. We love you. 
Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. 